Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. This episode is brought to you by City Index. You shouldn't have to pay a premium for the most exciting market opportunities. Start trading the biggest companies for less with City Index's commission-free US share CFDs. Go long or short with $0 commission on Apple, Amazon and our full range of US markets, both in and out of hours. Visit cityindex.com to try a risk-free demo account today. City Index, invested in your success. All trading involves risk. From Barangaroo Studios, the AusBiz COV is the key stuff you need to know about the day in business and finance. Well, hello, hello. It's the 15th of September, 2022. This is the COB, the stuff you need to know about the day in business and markets. I'm Nadine Blaney here, in spirit at least, with uh, David Scott. Scotty, a bit of a recovery today. What do you make of it? Bit of uh, stability is probably going to go a long way on a day like this. Now, considering what we saw earlier in the week, it's probably a good thing. Now, people are pausing now, having a reflection about know what that inflation report means more broadly, including here for the Aussie equity universe. And yeah, it's nice to go and see a nice, calm day for a change. Yeah, I mean, it's nothing to write home about. We're still nursing losses after yesterday's route. But boy, it's a lot better to see some green on the screen. The market map yesterday just sent chills up my spine. Um, but you kind of got the feeling there wasn't going to be that type of selling, at least when we saw that late session rise on Wall Street. You know, still plenty, plenty of um, consternation about what the Fed will do next week when it meets. H- have you now, the dust has settled, had any time to sort of consider, Scotty, whether you're in the 75 basis point camp or 100 basis point camp? Uh, look, from a common sense perspective, I actually would go 100 because they're planning to go and do more beyond uh, no, the uh, September meeting. But uh, no, to probably not try and go and spook the bejesus out of the markets anymore. It might be 75, and then I wonder what they might signal with their dot plot further out. And maybe that's going to be the thing that might go and get the markets a little bit uh, heebie-jeebie. But uh, I still think, no, like the market pricing, 75 basis points. But if you're going to go and do more down the line, why not just go and front load it? That's what they're trying to do. Get in front of it. We'll find out next week. Yeah, I know. Um, but yeah, I think that last night's uh, market reaction would have probably formed some thinking around whether it's 75 or 100 basis points. Look, we will never know until it actually happens, but we've got plenty of analysis up on the website, osbiz.com.au. You know, plenty of our commentators talking about the Fed today, obviously what it will do and what it means for us clearly here in Australia. But just sticking with equities for a bit, I mean, it was a positive, positive day in terms of energy. Energy was really strong. Um, We did see the banks coming through by the end of the session. Uh, Look, it it was pretty mixed across the materials space. You know, BHP, Fortescue and Positive Territory. But, yeah, look, the rest of the market was just just middling at best. Yeah, it was really lumpy, the performance. Energy just was a standout performer then. No, no, uh, the banks went and chimed in, probably, you know, liking the look of that employment report, which probably doesn't take any more pressure on the RBA to go and get even more aggressive than what they've already been. 
But uh, yeah, apart from that, yeah, not a lot going on. And uh, yet again, and probably reflecting what we're talking about with interest rates and the outlook and everything else, healthcare and REITs again, mm-hmm. the two laggards down about uh, 0.9%. So yeah, the energy sector in particular really hid that the uh, performance today was, was a bit iffy. Yeah, we did have a broker upgrade coming through as well from Woodside, for Woodside, I should say, raised to buy from neutral by Citigroup. Price target lifted close to 10% to 3650 per share. So obviously it was what's going on in the energy complex. Obviously we're getting a lot of still focus on Whitehaven Coal. It was one of the best performers. So was Beach, so was Santos. So lots going on in, uh, in that regard. Um, when it comes to some of the laggards today, I know that you uh, were just having a look because of the market wrap. Look, so 32 was trading ex-dividend, so it was off by 7.5%. Tyro was one of the laggards, down by 4%. A new CEO announced, currently uh, the person John is his name, Jonathan. Uh, I can't remember his surname off the top of my head, but um, he's already working within the business. Uh, he's from the health space, uh, and he, Robbie Cook is staying till the end of the year. But look, uh, when it comes to Tyro, um, you've got to just think it's you know a lot of the negative sentiment around, around some areas of the market in this uh inflationary environment now absolutely yeah, yeah. it's uh it's just hard to y- you can't get away from that narrative like you know you've had many conversations throughout the day scotty um many of which just were centered on you know the macro um patrick goodquivel there talking about the aussie i think your quote was you know uh up by the staircase down by the escalator what's uh h- how did the job started today play into the aussie yeah, did, did very little. Really, the equity market uh, liked liked it more than uh, than the uh, the Aussie dollar. Aussie dollar did, did nothing. It doesn't really change the narrative. We're at full employment. We're through full employment, in my opinion. We're seeing wage pressure start to slowly go and build. And you know, there's so much noise in the data. Like I wrote, I think the uh, the review uh, last month after the uh, the job start. I didn't even bother today because it's quite simply pretty much the same the same noise there. Uh, illness has been a big factor, but what's going on? Uh, no flooding on this occasion. Thankfully, that's interrupting it so we saw a snap back in employment uh, a small bounce in, uh, in in hours worked which replaced what we saw in the previous month but uh, no rhyme or reason doesn't change the narrative uh, no labor market conditions are still pretty tight but not getting tighter at this point mm-hmm. okay well we'll take that for what it is obviously uh, you know, reams being written about it and the RBA will consider it. And also, uh, you know, learning that the RBA will be under the microscope in a policy review this year. Uh, look, I would like to just address uh, the stock of the day now, because again, just to the point, you can't talk about equities without talking about the macro. And so Meyer came through with a pretty positive result, actually. They say that the first few weeks, you know, getting to this conundrum that we have, that people are still spending big time, are going really well. Um they didn't put out hard guidance, and that, of course, is because it's such an uncertain environment, although it did say that it was well-placed, I think, I think was the word, to take advantage of some of, um, some of the tailwinds that it may still experience. But that was the stock of the day. Let's listen in to what our expert guests had to say. Yeah, pretty opportune time for them to report, really. Uh, I think last month's retail sales numbers were a record, $34.6 billion. Um, and it, a lot of that was in those small, you know, department stores. I think was the best, uh, well, the the, mo- the biggest uplift um, in the within that retail sales number. So they, you know, they've de- certainly had tailwinds behind them. Um, it is definitely cyclical. As I said before, we're sort of more looking forward towards, you know, putting adding more non-cyclicals to the portfolio. Um, 
Look, and I think Premier Investments obviously up their stake in this, uh, and it's you know I think it's got better stats overall and probably a little bit more diversified as well. Um, so straight away, there's another preference if you you know if you wanted to have exposure to this, uh, there's a better option. It's just you know first came off the rank. Um, my preferences, you know, would be more you know super retail or uh, Nick Scarly probably in this space. Um, despite the fact that you know it was more the larger household items that have been suffering in the retail um, retail numbers of late, the return on equity you can't really argue with um, with something like Nick Scarly and you know they've had, they've added a, a whole heap of stores uh, via the plush acquisition as well. But um, no, it's not really a sector we're, we're looking to be particularly overweight in. Um, that's for sure. And. Um, but look, credit to them, as, as Nathan said, you know, management have done a pretty good job. Uh, it's their best result um, since sort of 2018. And um, yeah, look, you know, you know, well done to them. But they, you know, you, you can get far better yield, lower PEs and better average return on equity within the space. Um, and I'd probably be slightly underweight this space anyway. So it's probably an avoid for me as well. Yeah, this is a, a the classic textbook of retail. Uh, going wrong and then they got a pretty decent management change and they've actually done well in a really bad sector um, so, so it, it is an interesting thematic Maya was the case study of everything that can ro- go wrong when online businesses come and kill you um, and they, that's what happened um, but then management went in cleaned it up um, I have to give credit to management ways you and they've actually done quite well for what it is uh, they've done quite well on the uh, online side of things and, uh, you know, bringing in brands that are dominated by them. Um, and that's all worked well. Um, it's doing well, but look, it's a tough sector. And the last couple of years, you've been given as much handouts as you're ever going to get. And retail has numbers are substantially boosted by it. And Maya has benefited out of that. Um, if you look at the chart over the last five, six years, um, around these levels, that's the peak. Uh, the multiple looks okay because when it gets to these kind of peaks, analysts get overly excited and assume that can they keep pulling out these numbers, which they can't. Uh, so it's running as good as it can be. Um, it's paying around at these prices, it's paying what two and a half, three percent yield. So when you got bond yields where they are, it just doesn't play as a yield story. So you're really buying a growth story. I don't think this is a growth story, so I just don't see why you're going to be there. It's a cyclical. So when the cycle turns, it'll get hit just like everyone else. It's been run well, but it's just in a bad area. And I just don't see the growth, uh, especially in the consumer side of things over the next 12 months. So it's one to avoid. And that was Mark Gardner from Macro Capital and Nathan Samasandaram from Deep Data Analytics in uh, weighing in on Meyer. And look, it wasn't sort of a, a ringing endorsement, but there was one double buy on the call today. Jack, the uh, lovely producer, was... He's saying there's not many double buys coming through lately. So um, if you want to listen to one, you just have to listen to that episode of The Call that's available via the show notes. Um, What else sort of stood out about today to you, Scotty? I mean, it wasn't a big day in terms of equity moves. We had the jobs data. Um, Look, you know, where to from here? Are we just marking time until the FOMC? 
Yeah, it's pretty much that. Uh, the only thing that could probably go and really up in the uh, the apple cart, unless there's you know, some kind of you know, black swan event, of course, would be uh, Xi and Putin's meeting. I saw that uh, now Vladimir Putin has arrived in Uzbekistan mm-hmm. uh, to go uh, taking that particular you know, meeting there with uh, with President Xi. So we'll see what comes out of that. Will this be a ceremonial thing, or will there be some more hard and concrete, I know, plans for an alliance between the two nations? But that's that's the only thing I'm really keeping an eye on. For the time being, you're right, it's all about the Fed. Uh, we'll see what the Bank of England does as well next week when it meets, of course, following the other uh, Queen's funeral uh, to start off the week. And uh, Yeah, so lots of events to go and wait for at this point in time. I'm a patient person. I can wait. Uh, European markets are looking pretty steady ahead of the open there. We do get retail sales numbers in the United States. So again, you know, if, if this is a strong number, the hawks will be out. You know, we've again seen the resilience of a U.S. consumer, much like we're seeing here, even as disposable incomes, you know, are shrinking and coming under pressure. I mean, mortgage rates in the U.S. are going up. The cost of living is going up. Food and energy prices, you know, even though gasoline has come down, uh, like it, th- they're still in that sort of inflationary environment there. So uh, we'll see. Uh, retail sales tonight, jobless claims as well as per usual. Um, there's really not any sign uh, that the labor market there is slowing in any meaningful way. So while we've seen them retreating in re- recent weeks, um, you know, like likely still to be indicative of a pretty strong jobs market there in the United States. You see it any differently? No, not at all. It's, uh, it's still, still strong. It's uh, no real sign at this point in time. And uh, we'll have to go and see what some of those uh, soft indicators and the upcoming PMIs and the regional Fed surveys to say about employment. But for the, uh, the, the underlying data, there is absolutely zero uh, to go and suggest that uh, no things are weakening. And we're seeing a material no, no slowing down from all the uh, tightening that's already taken place, which I've got to say is uh, you know, it's fantastic on one hand, but it's alarming on the other because it does make you wonder where the Fed's going to have to go and take things to go and slow the economy down. And the more they hike, the greater the risk we're going to go and see a splat. Yeah, it's it's a conundrum, right? You want to to spook people just enough. Um, you know, and then you don't want to spook business. Um, we saw that reflected in the NAB business survey this week. You know, things are still going quite well there. Um, look, I- I'm pretty comfortable to call it a day today. Uh, just to reiterate, we did see the local market in uh, percentage terms up by two tenths of a percent. It's still well, well below that 7,000 level though, 6,842. Um, Meyer was, you know, one of the big company reports today. Look, there wasn't a lot of corporate news out there. We've got the Star Group uh, responding to the uh, the the commission's uh, determination on it, um, but yeah, other than that, like nothing that really shot the light out in terms of of uh, of corporate news. I mean, still a bit of a conundrum going on between IFM and Atlas Arteria, but other than that, uh, we're in that sort of quiet period. I'm looking forward to getting more details coming from the AGMs in the weeks to come. Yeah, absolutely. And just on your point about, I know there's so much written about the labour force uh, survey at uh, going to finish off. Something just come across my screen on the, on Twitter, of course. Uh, and the thing that they chose to go and point out was that 14,000 Australians apparently lost their jobs. Nothing about the, uh, the number of employment that increased, nor the fact that we saw Australians now flocking back to the workforce. So, no, to be uh, lifters, not leaners. But, uh, yeah, that's what some people choose to focus on. Disappointing. All right, Scotty, let's call it a day. Have a good one. You too. Bye. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? 
Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads.